With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom. I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom. I sense your presence. I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul. In the essence of truth and right, love makes the circle whole. And here we stand in line, waiting for some sacred sign. But to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free when I call to thee, come on, bend in knee, surrender to the all-pervading light and love, reflections of the one surrounding me with love, and I sense your presence, I sense your presence, I sense your presence. I sense your presence Within and without Above and below, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence Without and within Below and above, yeah, yeah East, west, north and south I sense your presence I sense your presence Within your soul, 
In the essence of truth and right Love makes a circle And when I call to thee Come on, bend in me Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love For to find the balance is the purpose of this time To restore the balance of the universal mind I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, holy way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom. Holy way of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence Om Shabbat Shalom Holy Angel of the Most High Om Shabbat Shalom I sense your presence I sense your presence And thank you for joining me here on Toast Connection. My name is Jesse Ann Nichols George, and I'm your hostess today. And the music you were listening to at the beginning of the show is I Sense Your Presence. It's by Shemshai. And I just want to extend a big welcome to everybody that's joining us here. Uh, whether you've listened into the show, you like what I do here, or whether you're listening in for the very first time because you thought, hey, that looks like a pretty interesting topic today. Let's check it out. We do stream live in three additional places, Talk Stream Live, Stream Finder, and Pen, known as Pair Encounters Network. And I welcome everybody listening through those channels as well, in addition to those that happen to be catching this show as the YouTube version um, on my YouTube channel. So um, it's great to have everybody here, no matter what method you're using to listen to the show today. During the show, what I do is I look at living a more compassionate life by living or aligning with your personal life code. And what I do is I alternate back and forth. Sometimes I have some guests on the show, and sometimes I do my own shows. But when I have guests, it gives you a chance to learn about their work and other things that might be an option for code energy. And I also highlight different musical artists along the way. Uh, We had a musical show last week where I kind of brought in some of the previous guests as we talked about the codes of springtime. But I do have a, a guest coming up here in the near future in early May um, that's a musical guest. I also have Katie Taylor. I also have uh, Pipe Guy, <laughs> kind of an interesting name that will be coming up in summertime. He actually plays on PVC pipes. It's uh, very interesting. And, and some other really interesting musicians that will be coming up later on this year as well. And it kind of gives you a chance, like I said, to learn more about their work and, and what goes with your code energy and what they have to, to share with the world and their gifts and their thoughts. And, and we just do a whole variety of different topics on the show, giving you different tools and resources and thoughts that, 
allow for your personal exploration, universal insights, and expanding your perception, basically, of how life works. Because, you know, we're really not locked into there being just one way or one option. Uh, there's many ways, many thoughts, many aspects, and that's what we're here to do is to kind of open those ways up and not get too locked in to just one thing. In my own work, what I do is I interpret a person's life code to allow them to live a life filled more with compassion. So I've created the Genesis Clearing Statement, and if you've missed that, you can catch it in our archive. I've also authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dream and its companion workbook, and then my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook, and then I'm a collaborator on a fifth book, which is called Embraced by the Divine, A Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. In addition, I've created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, all kinds of different events going on, and you can follow those things all on my website, jessianniclesgeorgesonnumber1.com. And just a reminder, if you do enjoy the show today, which I'm sure you will, make certain you share it with other people. You know, just you never know who's going to be interested in something and, and who's been looking for some interesting information. And so if you share it, you just might shift the life. You just might help somebody open their eyes up a little bit. And they can use the same link that you use to get into the live show to come into the archives and listen to it at their convenience. In addition, again, they can catch it as a podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and also through my YouTube channel as well. So lots of options depending on what somebody is. And if you are looking for it on iTunes, then it will be under the Main Street Universe uh, grouping. It'll be under that group of shows there. Now, before we get started on on everything, one of the things I'd like to do is bring in a little thought for the week and and, uh, a little message from... Uh, Yehuda Burke, who comes to us, he, uh, just comes out of his book, 72 Names of God, Technology for the Soul. And I like Yehuda's work because he puts the big complex stuff into everyday language and gives us an opportunity to, to just kind of take a thought and run with it for a little bit. And this week, the message we have, and basically I just turn the page each week to, to get our message, and I think this definitely fits in because uh, of what we're talking about today. But his uh, common name of God this week is the big picture. And the message that he gives at the beginning here is, when we want to grasp what life is really all about, these letters give us the big picture, which always includes the blessings that are hidden in the obstacles and challenges that confront us. Now, the insight that he goes on to provide here is, a small girl sees an apple seed for the first time. She's not sure what to make of it. One day, she says to her father, or sees her father, bearing the seed in the ground. Then a tree grows, bearing bright red shiny apples. From now on, when the girl sees a seed, she also sees the tree hidden within it. One day, the girl picks an apple from the tree, and within it, she discovers a bunch of apple seeds. Now, when she looks at an apple, she perceives the tree, the apple, the new seeds, and even the many future apple trees that will one day come into being. All of this is understood in one moment, simply by glancing at one seed. This is how wisdom really works. It's easy to get stuck in the details of life and to miss the big picture. We perform actions without any regard to their future consequences. 
But as the apple is contained in the seed, every effect that materializes in our lives has its origin in a prior action performed by us. Seeing the big picture means learning to become the creators of our own fulfillment, to realize that the light is the source of all joy and to settle for nothing less. It means grasping the purpose behind a problem and the potential light that awaits us when we ask, awaits us when we proactively confront our problems. So this is pretty, you know, interesting because so many times we do look at just one little piece and we never think beyond that one small piece. You know, we never think what it takes to get, for example, an apple to the store and how much that whole process and the many years that it took for the tree to grow to create the apple. And sometimes we go back in life and we, we, we have something come up and we go, I have no clue why this is happening in my life. Well, it could be something from way back many years ago that you set in motion with a certain pattern or a certain belief system and it comes up and, and it shows up in your life. And sometimes we just don't notice it. It's been there all along, just like the apple trees, and they're growing all along, long time before you ever saw the apples in the store. But, um, you know, at the same time, it's been there. It's been there and it's just maybe now surfacing where it's visible to you. So that's something to definitely keep in mind. Now, the meditation that he gives on this is this name raises your awareness of the long-term effects of all your actions. You see the big picture of the spiritual challenges in every moment before they can become the foundations of chaos and crisis. So it's amazing how a little bit of insight, a little bit of taking a little bit more time can really open us up, can really allow us to perceive that if we put this seed in the ground, something's going to grow from it. And we are at a time, we talked about this a whole lot last week, so if you missed that show, you might want to go back and learn about the clothes related to seeds and related to roots and blossoms and all of those things that are very evident. And we know that particularly at our equinoxes, the spring equinox and the autumn equinox, that the seeds we're planting be those that are in our heart, in our mind, in our um, words, in our actions, all these things beyond just the intent that we put out there are seeds that are going to grow into something. And this is why it doesn't take a huge amount of worrying about everything. If we just treat people well, for example, if we just choose that happiness to come from, then um, when we do that and we choose those spaces, we're going to continue to create blessings for ourselves. But if we get wrapped up in all these other little distortions along the way, and boy, today's topic is one of those topics that definitely, um, you know, shifts things around a bit. It definitely um, is one that triggers people to get out of those spaces of consciousness that triggers people into frustrations and anger and gets them all fired up and, and things like that. And that's, you know, because we're going to deal with politics a little bit today. And as we do this, you know, there's a, big, there's a big piece here that we want to make sure we're staying in those spaces so that, not in the spaces of anger, but in the spaces of compassion, 
and realizing that it, it takes a lot for somebody to get the way they are. For some people, it takes a lot for them to get out of those spaces. So anyway, I'm kind of rambling <laughs> now at this point. But let's move on here a little bit. And um, you know, I do want to remind you that that insight, along with our code interpretation for the week, which I'm going to get to in a little bit, is also on my website. And you can go back and reflect on it throughout the week. And uh, that will be on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website, jessianmichelsgeorgethenumber1.com. Now, I got kind of a big, longer thought for us to think about <laughs> this week before we really delve into the topic. So um, I, th I think when I got on my writing mode this week, I, I really was kind of going with it a lot here. Have you ever wondered if outward enemies are really inward friends? I would say that often when we see what we see in people is not always how they are. And who they are behind closed doors can be very different than who they show themselves to be out in public. This is something that I've seen in many walks of life, be it religious authorities, abusers, teachers, and definitely in the realm of politics. Out of all these people out of all these politics, uh, is probably the most prevalent, I would say. You know, whether you're looking at all these different areas, politics is one of the areas that there's a lot more that goes on behind closed doors than what we see. And as we often see them smiling out in public and in charge on the outside, you know, behind closed doors, whole other picture becomes unveiled there. And when we look at the world leaders that we have in position at this time, there are a variety of these polarities that exist. Those that bomb the country because of politics and insider thinking, I really don't like doing that because I really like so-and-so. Or perhaps they're smiling and shaking hands on the outside and then get behind closed doors and swear in anger against that person, as we know so many deals are made behind closed doors as well. So when I do code interpretation, I'm able to get a look at the true dynamics of the situation. Just like when you work someplace and there's a change in staff and personnel or management, the whole environment or tone of your work environment can change. The same is true with our world leaders. One year, there could be major attacks on friends. Then there is a change of quotes between the attacker or attack, or even with another country. And then everything shifts, becoming an alliance being given no attention, or becomes even worse. I include a shift in unevolved countries. Since a new leader in another country could go align with the attacker or attack in a way that also makes a shift in things. And it is these very dynamics which explains why we are always seeing shifts in power, connections, alliances, and even what countries are being focused on in world news. Just take a look at Canada, who has had a recent shift. Their new leader is winning the hearts of the people, and he very well may be the first to do yoga on the lawn in public. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a different thing for a lot of people. We don't see a lot of politicians doing this. He also has offered up citizenship for U.S. citizens if they don't like who's elected in this term. I find this really interesting because on one hand, he's appearing to be more focused on the people and their needs now 
we can also say this makes sense because of the value of the American dollar in Canada. Or could there really be something deeper happening there? Could it be that he doesn't code well with our current political leader and this offers him a variety of positive press while removing the power of another world figure? Also, with elections at hand in the U.S. this year, we will have to see if this holds true after those elections, or which direction will that offer shift for us. In several countries, the leader is in until they basically can't lead anymore or until they pass. We see this in places as Europe, like England or uh, the U.K. or with the position of Pope, and it can also be prevalent in Asian religions. However, we then have other countries like Canada or the U.S. that shift much more frequently. And this is an interesting dynamic to consider because lifetime world leaders such as kings and queens and the Pope will have a consistent way of functioning with other lifetime leaders. However, with each alliance made or broken, that can change due to the interaction of other world leaders that are shifting and changing much more frequently. So, for example, let's say that strawberries and cream always go together and the blend is really compatible. Then espresso comes in, and espresso gets along great with cream but is not compatible with strawberries. It is not just the compatibility with strawberries and compatibility with cream that is the challenge for strawberries. But now strawberries is not dealing with energy of cream alone. It's dealing with the combined energy of cream and espresso, which can lead the once favorable relationship between strawberries and cream to be challenged unless cream works with strawberries when espresso is not present. So it can get very touchy when we start to look at codes. You can see there's a lot of sensitivity here. Now, these dynamics can play out in a variety of different ways, and it can lead opposing countries to actually team up against a common, unfavorable country, even if they are not working as true alliances. So it can cause alliance countries to at least temporarily separate until the unsettling influence is shifted. Now, when world leaders are being considered, the elite are making their decisions, and where politics are abundant, these alliances become everything, as they are looking at which alliances can be broken to give them more power, and which ones can be formed to give them more power, and which ones will cause current enemies to assist them in a greater purpose. Now, we would like to think that those with a shorter term have less influence than those that hold their position for life. However, this is not always true, because it is those with the shorter term that are going to create the most amount of shifting in the energy field. And this is much like astrology, where we see the faster-moving planets have a greater influence on our day-to-day lives and emotions than the slower-moving ones that are more consistent and constant in the energy that they're providing. So astrology is a great example of what I'm talking about, is the planets' interaction with each other is much the same way world leaders have shifts in how they are influencing the world. So in astrology, the favorable and unfavorable connections are called squares or opposites and trines or sextiles. Now, the shorter-term influences become like weather patterns that balance or shake things up, like a tornado in winter um, in, a, in a snowstorm and, um, you know, or... or thunder that shows up in a winter snowstorm or a tropical 
paradise where things are pleasant almost every single day. So looking at things from this perspective shows us that those in their position for life are sort of like the stable factors that are going to be who they are consistently, while those in office for a shorter period of time are like those factors that are always shifting and changing and influencing how we will work within the constant factors. For example, Coca-Cola has been around for a very long time, and they consistently put out Coke, and that is not going to change. However, as new people enter the company and are involved in making decisions about things, changes happen to maybe the packaging or the bottling process or the marketing. So Coca-Cola is still putting out Coke, but there is now also cherry Coke, or it's now available in a plastic bottle and not just glass, et cetera. So you're kind of getting the idea there. The question becomes, how will the shift in world leaders affect what you do with your life? And have you learned constant that you can keep for yourself, such as being happy or compassionate, regardless of the policies that they choose in place or change? So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to think about in this topic today. And you can see we're going to get into some interesting things because we're going to have a lot of fun talking about our world leaders and we're going to find out really who's who, you know, who maybe is getting along behind closed doors here. Now, the code energy for this week confirms that success is available to us if we are willing to let the sun shine on us. Spirit's energy is with us and helping us to rise to new heights and achieve great successes in the world. It is a reminder that it is okay to be seen and recognized. So appreciate those that are appreciating the light you are shining in the world. One can be recognized without being egotistical and self-absorbed. And for this is the foundation of namaste. One life recognizing another life and being grateful for that. Happiness is the key to success. And that happiness comes when we receive spirit into our lives and welcome the blessings spirit bestows upon us. I'm going to be taking a short break here, and when we return, I'm going to be sharing with you the code of world leaders and their relationship. And the song I've got for you during our break is called Nothing Stays the Same. It's by Claire Hedin. And you can definitely check out more of Claire's wonderful work uh, through her website at www.clairehedin.com. That's C-L-A-R-E-H-E-D-I-N.com. We'll be back in just a few minutes. I 
Welcome back. You are listening to Code Connection, and my name is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I'm your hostess today. You were just listening to a song called Nothing Stays the Same. It's by Claire Hedin, and you can check out more of Claire's work at www.clairehedin.com. And today, boy, we're going to delve into some interesting things because today we are talking about world leaders. And this is very interesting because I actually was taking a look at some things in relation to codes after the Brussels event. And we know that, uh, of course, last November, November 13th, actually on my birthday, uh, we had the attacks in Paris. And then we also had attacks um, just a couple of days ago on Tuesday, the 22nd, uh, March 22nd, in um in Brussels. And looking at their patterns, I would anticipate um, the the forces that be behind this, if you want to say that, because oftentimes our politicians, our elite, they actually utilize a system similar uh, to what I do in code. And um, their system isn't quite as evolved is what I do. (laughs) I see a lot of missing gaps in their pieces, but they do use those types of things um, in order to send messages to each other and various things like that so that people know that, you know, their group of people, that, you know, the the Illuminati's here or that's there or whatever group is behind something. But um, I actually feel like we're going to see another bombing probably hit early July, be it July 1st or July 10th, um, from what I'm seeing right now, because I'm starting to follow the code patterns of these. And, uh, you know, it looks like from what I'm seeing, now one friend of mine says, oh, I think it's going to happen in Berlin. And I thought, well, that's interesting. That's kind of in the same direction, but I was kind of looking at Amsterdam, but it doesn't quite code up, and Berlin doesn't quite code up, but I'm thinking there's a you know, uh, probably a big festival that's a a World Roots Festival um, going on just in the Amsterdam area over the the time of July 1st. And I was thinking to myself, wow, because one of the big triggers that they're really wanting to pull right now um, are world leaders are really heavily involved in and and dealing with around the world is, is that of racism and separating races. And that would be pretty much the perfect venue for them to create a lot of racism um, types of anger because they know people are very easily angered over that. And the key is is we have to remember that we are one race. You know, we see ourselves in all these different colors and cultures and things like that, and yes, we're different pieces, but we're different pieces of the one. And, you know, always keeping that in mind allows us to move into a more compassionate lifestyle of living and things. So I want to get on, I picked some of the key world leaders that are involved in things right now that 
seem to get a big press. And, and you know, of course, here again, this is going to shift uh, in the near future because of whoever ends up becoming the U.S. president. And I still think that we have huge shifts in terms. You know, everything's focused on on Hillary Clinton and and Bill and Donald Trump. And I think we're going to see a whole huge set of twists still <laughs> in this. And I think what we're seeing right now is not what's necessarily going to be our choices. And uh, you know, Donald Trump's going to come up on his personal New Year in June, and it wouldn't surprise me if he takes a whole different twist and turn in things. I mean, we're going to see all kinds of crazy things in the U.S. politics between now and when somebody's actually elected um, in things. So it's, you know, very, very easy, again, for us to get wrapped up in this drama stuff that goes on with politics. And we need to step back and realize that most of what we see in our politicians is a show. It's about entertainment. You know, they are taught and groomed and told how they will be and how they will act in public. And you can find out, you know, we've heard it over and over again, the people that work in the White House, the people that work as aides and stuff repeatedly say, wow, that's nothing like how they are (laughs) behind closed doors. You know, how many presidents, and, and I don't mean just our current one, but I mean, how many, because there's been tons of presidents that we've heard about that, you know, it's leaked out that, you know, they're sloppy, they're messy, they're this, they're that, they're, you know, behind closed doors, it's just a whole different realm of existence, you might say. And this is very true, because we have these various various aspects where we all have the outer self that we show in the world, and then we all have that inner self that we don't really let a lot of people see. And then we have our bloodline energy, which is really, you know, showing what we were incarnated into, the things that we're clearing and enjoying and receiving through our family history and our bloodline. So when we look at Barack Hussein Obama II, by the way, um, we come up with some various things. We come up with Barack as a person who actually – you know, ironically, um, that name was very much created in a sense that was developed, that brought to him because of a cult connection going on. Um, this name really carries the energy of treachery, and we have seen that repeatedly in him. Um, for those that really want to get some more in-depth things, I talked about this more last year when I looked at presidential candidates. Um, We have that aspect with him. And we also have within that a hidden partnership aspect, which shows that, you know, he's got all kinds of partnerships going on with people that are basically a cult. Uh, We could consider them a cultist um, that are dangerous people. Um, They pretty much silence him, though, and that is one thing. So he is even though, you know, we see him signing all these executive orders and things like that, he's not really operating so much on his own accord. He's really operating in coordination with other people and really being much more directed in things. Uh, We also see in his energy pattern um, that 
you know, because of the choices he's making, which have not been real favorable for a lot of people, um, we're going to see a big fall with him. You know, when he falls, he will fall hard, and we're in times that that can happen. Uh, we also see in his hidden energy coding the lots of contradictions, lots of things taken away. Um, he's a person that, uh, you know, he's, he's had to learn to provide for his future. If he doesn't provide for his future, you know, it becomes a problem. He's a person that um, has really been caught up in a lot of garbage, a lot of competition, a lot of opposition. Um, he's had a lot of people betray him as well. Um, as well as being the betrayer, right? That's that abuser-abused pattern that we see. And he's had to start things over and over and over again many times, mostly because he's been directed at what he's going to have to do in the world. Um, Lots of black magic energy around this name, Barack Hussein Obama. And that's not, you know, that's just the code. That's just the nature of the code that he has. Um, So it's only natural for him to team up with some of these groups that we hear about um, that are elite-related, that are, you know, in different aspects related. Uh, When his energy comes completely together in his coding, what we find is we find uh, him being involved in the judgment. And this is why so often people have felt like he is heralding in, you know, the four horsemen and things like that. Um, he operates out of some sort of sense of duty or purpose. And so he's not a person that's necessarily bought. Um, but what's interesting with his name is he has to develop the spiritual side of life. If he does not develop the spiritual side of life, he will continue to run into enormous, enormous uh, difficulties and challenges along the way. We then have, moving on, we have uh, another prominent person that shows up from time to time not as prominent as some of the others most recently, but still fairly prominent, and that is Tony Abbott, known formerly uh, as Anthony John Abbott, uh, who is the key leader over in Australia. And with him, we also see this aspect of betrayal going on. And, you know, what's interesting is, um, you know, it repeatedly seems that that Obama, for example, and, and stuff has had not a lot of, Um, influence on other world leaders, well, these aspects of betrayal, these aspects of, um, you know, not favorable connections with other people being the one that gets silent, he really has no power. And this is why I've said repeatedly, even when I did the show back on presidential candidates, whoever goes in the office most likely is going to have a very strong coding for uh, developing partnership uh, along the way. So when we look at at uh, Tony Abbott, we also see a person who's more purpose-driven, a, per- a person who does seek out to have strong partnerships. Now, he also deals with the material spiritual conflict. So he's in a role that he can do if he doesn't operate with a lot of conscience. However, because he's more purpose-driven, it's very hard for him not to operate <laughs> with a sense of, con- of consciousness. So he is definitely one of those people in the world figure realm that um, actually kind of struggles a bit with his role, I would say. Uh, he goes in and out of 
being okay and not being okay with what he's doing in the world. Um, you know, he goes in and out of, of various things, and he's he's really having to weigh this heavy in what he does because he is completing a lot of personal cycles as well uh, in this lifetime. So this aspect shows that, you know, internally he's probably not as invested as some people are. Now, when we find when his coding comes together, though, ironically, even though he has all these pieces that don't make him very strong as individual pieces, when his coding comes all together, we do see him moving into advancement, moving into honors, having success overall in what he does. And so he's a person that I think, you know, he can have the success energy. He can hold his own in places. And I think he deliberately lays a little lower key because he does wind up in some of these internal personal struggles along the way. Now, we also have Pope Francis, and Pope Francis' uh, actual name being Jorge Mario Bogoglio. And uh, with this, again, we see a spiritual material conflict going on. So what's interesting with this is I think on one hand, Pope Francis does really believe in a lot of things he's saying. I think on another hand, he sees the distortions. On another hand, (laughs) you know, here again, he is completing life processes, uh, just like Tony Abbott is. Um, We also see with him, though, some dark energy around him. We also see with him that a lot of the stabilization, he has a good voice, he has a lot of personal magnetism, and, and people love him. This is part of why he was put in as a world leader is because he does have the charisma, he does have the magnetism, but he, he's a very good talker, he's very good at getting things from people, and that comes from his more internal side of, of his coding. And when we look at that, I mean, you can't, the people that put him there, the people that made sure he rose into this position of hope wouldn't have overlooked that. Let's put it this way. <laughs> they knew that whatever he said, people would grab onto and take hold of and go, yes, 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 yes. So they could move forward in this with whatever purpose or direction. And I think oftentimes if you really look at him, as much as we want to see him as the people's um, leader in a sense, world leader in a sense, one, because we try to associate anything related with religion as being good and favorable, and as we well know, there can be a lot of distortions there. But we also know that the Pope is not just um, your average minister or pastor or, uh, you know, anything like that in the church, your pope is a world leader and interacting with a lot of world leaders. So we see also in this coding of his family name is the ability to receive assistance that he does not get anywhere on his own. He always needs assistance. So he can stand strong in the limelight but he always needs assistance to get there. And this is an interesting piece. So we've got that conflict because I do, I do see with him he does this wavering. 
you know, he believes in the true word, but he knows the distortions, and he's putting some stuff out there. He's, again, well-liked by the people, but he's also being very manipulated. And if you watch a lot of his things, he oftentimes will do um, hand gestures and things uh, that are hidden occult symbols. A lot of people, I probably just had a lot of people go, no, (laughs) they don't want to believe that. They don't want to look at those pieces. And I understand that. I totally understand that. But, you know, it's there. And all I'm doing is reading the energy that's there. Now, when we do see him come together, what we see with Pope Francis is we see him being also um, the same cumulative coding as Tony Abbott, and that is that coding of success. He is going to be successful. He's going to have a long term. People are going to love him. And, you know, realistically, I don't know how much damage or, or love he's going to bring in the world, but I do know that he will be victorious. I do know that he will receive his victory and his successes because of trials and tribulations. So we can't just count that either with him. We don't want to say, oh, he's just all tied into the elite either because this is a man who has had challenges. This is a man who overcomes his challenges, and he has been through some hard times, so he has some real foundations that he is working from. And he he does have some genuine compassion in there. So these are some key pieces to keep in mind. But when we look at this type of coding with both uh, Tony Abbott and Pope Francis, we're seeing a coding pattern that gives them the upper hand in many situations. Moving on, we have Kim Jong-hung. I'm probably going to not do well with the Asian names, so I apologize right now (laughs) if I'm not getting that right. Kim Jong-un, and that is from North Korea. And we see, of course, North Koreans, the Koreans, the Asian culture, gives a lot of thought oftentimes to numerology factors, gives a lot of thought to the benefits of what's in the name. But what's interesting with him is outwardly he has luck. So outwardly he appears to have a lot of success. But then as we start to look into that last um, name and the family name, there's a lot of treachery in there. There's a lot of strange accidents being defeated as planned. Uh, this sort of thing, um, his family and and his energy right now is doing what I call closing out family patterns. And what that's about is it means that the family has been so-called, if you want to say, paying off karmic debts, um, learning a lot of lessons, and they've taken hold generation after generation and learned their lessons very well and he is now closing off those lessons. So what he does in this lifetime becomes very, very important because it will set um, forward for many generations uh, after him, up to 10 generations uh, possibly or more, could be less, uh, of of this pattern of uh, whatever he chooses, the choices he makes, the decisions he makes, will all carry on for the next several years in his DNA there. So um, he's under the influence of lessons learned right now, which is a a powerful place to be because 
uh, that's a that's a place where oftentimes there's a lot more thought going into things. Unfortunately, even though outwardly he has that luck energy, his other energy or his other key energy is about being silenced, is about this defeat of plans. So he does not hold very strong, actually, as a world, world leader. You know, if you were to put him up, for example, against Pope Francis or Tony Abbott, he would come out the underdog in the situation. Now we have also uh, Park Gwen Hai of South Korea uh, being the world leader there. And Park is very interesting because he carries in his name a lot, a lot of power, and it shows that he is meant to be a leader, he is meant to have dominion, he is meant to do things, but there's also a lot of upheaval for him. And, and whether he's creating it or whether he is on the recipient end of it, either way, there's always going to be a lot of upheaval where he is. Um, so, you know, you want to pay attention to where he travels and don't go there at the same time. <laughs> It's probably the same thing with Kim Jong-un from North Korea. <laughs> probably don't want to be around where they are a whole lot because of those code patterns there. But he does also, um, you know, with that, with that uh, upheaval destruction energy pattern, how he uses his power is extremely important because power misused in his codes will wreak havoc. And so he's one of those people that if he goes in kind of a little emotional revenge mode or things like that, he's going to wreck a lot of havoc. You know, he's one of those that we have to be careful of pushing the red button, so to say, because he, he's got that kind of energy in there. Now, that being said, he too also has the energy about him that leads him to be silent at points, um, but he also has some success and, and happiness and esteem, which comes through his family name. And so his family is used to having success. His family is used to um, having all of these things. And that is, you know, important. So he's kind of got this mixture of energy. And what it shows me is that he's, you know, got to um, – He's got to be careful how he uses the power because he's got a lot of it. And as we know, you know, you've got, you've got people with a lot of power that become dictators, and then you have people with a lot of power that are rulers, and then you have people with a lot of power that are leaders. And there's a very big difference in those three aspects of power in there. Uh, he has, as a cumulative energy, um, also, he's got an energy that is actually very disruptive, very revolutionary. Um, again, a lot of upheaval energy, a lot of strife energy in there. So he's either at the top or he's falling in miserable failure. <laughs> he's, he's got this bouncing back and forth. And he's one that we have to be careful of because he can either create uh, people to, you know, trigger a revolution or he can be the cause of a revolution happening. So that's that's a really important for us to keep in mind. Now, also what we have, um, moving on, we have Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin uh, from Russia, and we know he's been, wow, he's been big in the news, right? <laughs> for the last several years, he's really been wanting to grab a whole lot of attention and things. 
and um, you know that's that's a big thing uh, in there. So when we look at Vladimir, it's a very interesting component because he has a whole different realm of component than anybody else um, out there. And what's interesting with him is he lives in what we call the fool's paradise. Um, you know, we have a lot of indigo children or people or starseeds that are are in that pattern. And what we say with the, the fool's paradise is there's this kind of illusion and delusion and and not necessarily seeing things clearly. You know, it's like he's he's living he's living in a world that is not part of the third world dimension. You know, he's trying to live um, on certain aspects and they don't work in this earth plane, so to say. Uh, things also move slow for him here on earth and that creates a lot of frustration, a lot of challenges for him. If he doesn't take the time to move slowly, if he doesn't allow things to happen in spirit's time, so to say, um, he's going to hit a lot of challenges and a lot of obstacles and have a lot of things come up in his path along the way. And what happens with him is oftentimes he's off in his own little la-la world and he doesn't wake up until danger hits. You know, he doesn't. he's one of those that he goes out and sleeps in the minefields and doesn't wake up until the bombs are hit. I mean, it, it's just, it's almost unbelievable with him um, but that's the way he actually is in his codes, and that's why so many people go around shaking their head going, oh, my gosh, what is he thinking? Because he's really not grounded in this world at all, and he just kind of figures like the divine will take care of it. Like he really doesn't have a, a flow here at all. Now, when we look at part of his inner world, there's a certain amount of luck he has, but he, too, much like our world leader in South Korea, um, also has an energy that's revolutionary energy. So this is something for us to think about because there's two world leaders, and I'm, I'm only touching on a few during this show, that have revolutionary energy. So, so when we've heard about world revolution coming out, imagine if you had multiple, multiple world leaders with revolutionary energy in their coding. You would have a world revolution that would break out. These are the types of things that we can see in things uh, with codes. Now, his last name also is a name that requires assistance from people in higher positions. So here again, especially with his living in his, you know, own little world out there, um, he doesn't make it. His successes don't happen unless he has the backing and the assistance from other people, which again tells me he's not a person who carries out his own ideas and plans. He's a person that carries out the plans of others, be they the elite or Illuminati or whoever, you know, whoever he associates with. Um, he's carrying out somebody else's plans and not his own. So even though he comes up and he's involved in a lot of these various things on stuff that you know, he, he's being used as a catalyst as well. So why are they using him as a catalyst? Because when we bring all of this code together, as out there as all of his pieces are, he has what is known as a mortal energy. Ironically, 
his coding culminates in a peace and love energy, and that sounds very strange um, to hear, but he is a person that can go through all kinds of stuff and still get up again. He's a person that his name is going to live on a very long time. He's a person that operates by ancient wisdom and universal wisdom, actually. So this is kind of an interesting piece again because it just shows that he's much more of a pawn in the game. And we see this very aggressive side of him all the time, uh, a lot of times, or we see him being involved in shaking things up all the time. But at the same time, I think a lot of his shaking up uh, actually ends up bringing people together. It's kind of an irony in that situation. As long as we don't buy into reacting to things, and again, we keep in mind that what he's doing is actually dictated by somebody else uh, in there, then we realize. But because he has this immortal coding, because he is superior to any trials and difficulties that come his way, he is one of the most powerful world leaders that is present right now. One of the most powerful leaders. So if you put him up against almost anybody else, he's going to come out on top. So you can imagine why he is such a prime candidate when we look at those people who are ruling things and playing things and looking for pawns in their game, why he's a popular one for them to focus on. Because he does live in that la-la world and he doesn't see the danger of what they're doing until it's too late. But because of that immortal energy, if they want to put anything through, whether it is both flag operations or anything else, if they want to use him for a distraction, he's going to be their pawn in the game. Moving on, we have Bashar al-Assad, which is the ruler of Syria. And when we look at Bashar, he's very interesting. Um, I looked up something. There was one thing that I found on him that says, his name means the lion, or that's his culture's history uh, that says that, um, which I find very interesting because I'm not sure that I <laughs> buy that when I look at his code. But when I look at his code, he is a person that likes to weave in and out of everybody else's business, and he's a person that likes to pretend that he's everybody's friend. Um, but he runs in a dangerous world because, you know, everybody, you can't, you can't be too ignorant to think that opposing parties aren't talking to each other because they do have an idea of what's going on. So I think that he's one that kind of also gets used a lot. Uh, he has in his coding also uh, being that he has to move slowly. He is a person in his coding that, especially since he has that ability to to work as what we call the mole or mole energy where he can weave in and out of these different groups. He can move people and things. Um, He's very good for movement of things. He's very good for finding out hidden information. Uh, But he is also one that they keep around in case they need to so-called sacrifice somebody or make a victim out of somebody. 
And I think that he is a person, based on what I see, that deals with a lot of stress, a lot of tension, and he runs a very, very stressful life. Now, the interesting piece with him, though, is even though he has this very kind of appearing um, innocence about him, if you want to say that, he appears like he doesn't necessarily know a lot of things, he knows a whole lot. And he is a person that carries a whole lot of power as well. He is a person that what makes him very powerful is he's very strong in his mind. He's very good at calculating things. He has a very high mental superiority. And he is a person that is able to put aside material things by choice. And that is what makes him all powerful. So in that sense, he can't be bought. He can still be a pawn in the game to a certain extent, but he can't be bought. So um, it's a strange and interesting place or role that he has among the world leaders uh, of things in there. So, yes, he actually carries a lot of very interesting power and and strength um, in things. And, you know, there's not too many people that have that kind of wisdom and are able to just let go of the material world and not be governed by it uh, in there. So when we keep moving on, you know, what's interesting about that is he actually has a very strong connection or favorable connection with Vladimir Putin. And when we look at that, there's actually a fairly strong partnership there, and one of the connecting points for them will be exactly that piece that Vladimir doesn't live in this world and Bashar can't be ruled by material things. So <laughs> that's, you know, whatever they team up on, whoa, you know, that's, that's going to get through, whatever it is. We then have Elizabeth Alexandra Mary, known as Queen Elizabeth II. And we know that also that's a throne that's getting ready to turn over, and that's going to have a a huge, huge influence. And why is that? Because that's kind of like when Pluto shifts signs or um, Neptune shifts signs or things like that or Saturn because they are in a sign for so long. Um, You know, that's a bigger global influence. That actually then starts marking like generational patterns and things like that. So when we see a turnover from that throne, from Queen Elizabeth, then that's another time we'll have to take a look at things again, <laughs> probably because we're going to see a huge a huge shift in the bigger global aspects of how world leaders are operating and how the world is being run because you're bringing in a whole new, like a whole new generational energy with it. Now, her coding is very interesting. She, too, actually um, does not operate on her own in there. Uh, energy in there. She has to be very careful who she's around or who she teams up with because she can go a lot of different directions. She can go to a more kinder side of things. She actually has a very deep personal spiritual connection um, within, which a lot of people don't see at all. She also has a very interesting piece of coding that assures her of authority and command, and she certainly had that for a huge chunk of her life. She's actually very creative. She's actually very good at producing fortune 
where she is. Um, so not just success, but she has this blend between being able to carry out her own plan and working and needing some help from others or being able to create alliances with people that are higher up than she is in some sense or shape or form and and get their assistance. So, yeah, it's a very, very interesting in there. But what is interesting with her with all these different dynamics is depending on who she partners up with, she can actually come out with a very hard what we call killer energy pattern, which literally can make her absolutely ruthless. And if she teams up with people who don't trigger that pattern in her, then what we find is that uh, she actually, again, can do very well and, and what she rules or governs will tend to be financially well overall. Now, when we bring her energy pattern together with everything, we also find in her codes that she carries a lot of power and she has success. Whatever she wants, whatever she plans, she will have success. And she will always have help from other people in there. She actually carries a whole mixture of consciousness, energy. Um, Some would say she carries some of the Christ consciousness energy through her code pattern. Has she been able to display that in the outer world? No, we've actually seen some much more authoritarian aspects there. But behind closed doors, maybe some of the things we don't see is that cumulative pattern where she really does care about people. She really does have a concern about the well-being. And sometimes that may make her seem very harsh. Uh, You know, many people wonder about that, her interaction between her and Princess Diana uh, in there. But she also has a very big concern knowing the so-called higher-ups, knowing these elite circles, um, what is needed for the well-being of a lot of people. And, you know, those are pieces of information we don't always get to see. Remember I talked about the bigger picture earlier on. So that's that's pieces we don't always get to see. And there may have been things that she was privy to or is privy to of agendas and operations and, you know, what some of these other circles are up to that what may seem stern on the outside may have been actually a highly protective energy as well. So then we move on and we have Muhammad Fad of Nassam which is our Iraq leader. And very, very interesting here in the sense that we have uh, also somebody who rides the wheel of fortune, as we may say. He's either going to be on the highs or he's going to be on the lows. And he, too, uh, is doing a lot of completion in family history uh, in his family lineage. But his family lineage also wavers between the spiritual material extremes. Um, you know, they may have one generation that's very materialistic, another generation that's very spiritual. They tend to run on these extreme patterns, even within his own family. One person is extraordinarily materialistic, would do anything, sell anybody out, and another person would be totally spiritual. So he's always had this huge polarity that he's grown up in. Uh, we see with him 
also this aspect of turbulence, also having to constantly start life over again, um, a lot of opposition in his life, a lot of competition. That is a framework that he works with, at least in the outer world. And, and I think we see that. I mean, Iraq, Iran, they've always had this huge competition, this big opposition in the outer world. And, you know, so that is definitely evident there in this coding. And, um, you know, for him, he's one of those people he really needs to simplify and, and keep his plans a little more open because big plans, implementing big plans don't really work for him. Uh, we do also see in his coding uh, the energy of success and esteem and, 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 you know, being able to carry through plans as well. So he has a little piece of that, but that's really more of his own personal successes. That's more of his inner world and not so much the outer world uh, in there. Uh, but, yeah, he has, has a huge dose of that. And then we also see uh, in his cumulative code patterns, we see trials, tribulations, we see the unexpected danger patterns show up there. Um, very grave warnings, very unreliable friends. So he is a person that tends to either be the abuser or be the abused. He tends to, to bring in a lot of people um, that create a lot of uncertainty, a lot of grief. He deals with a lot of very deceptive people. And his code patterns are actually very weak because he only has that one little piece of his inner world that holds success to it. And all the rest of it's all this concept and all of this, just really being deceived by people. He's one of those people that genuinely would say, gosh, I never saw that coming. I thought that person was my friend. <laughs> and it's going to be very interesting here as we look at this dynamic with Iran, because in Iran we have um, Hassan Rouhani, which was born Hassan Sari Dung. And um, when we look at Hassan, what we find in his codes is really, again, also the spiritual material conflict pattern that goes on. Um, so it, I think both him and Muhammad have these interesting things where they're constantly conflicted. You know, at one point it's like, I'm going to take control and I'm going to you know, rule things and, you know, money, money, money. And then the next thing it's like, oh, but I feel so guilty about bombing all those people or putting all those people to death. <laughs> you know, they really live in this huge conflict aspect and energy. And he too has in his coding um, that revolutionary energy. So there's three very prominent uh, world leaders that are very active in our world that have that revolutionary code to it. And when we look at that, dynamic, uh, you know, again, the more world leaders that have that world coding, the more we're headed towards a world revolution in there. Now, that doesn't mean we have to get all psyched out and down and depressed and all of that. I mean, revolution can lead to some great things, right? But when we bring Hassan's energy together, we also have the strange accident and fatality aspect. So he's a person that he carries that very heavy energy um, you know, he, he is a person that, again, death is going to happen where he is. I mean, strange things are going to happen. You know, the bombs should have exploded, you know, 100 miles away, and they've exploded <laughs> near where he was. You know, strange weather patterns or things will come up 
uh, and happen. Just he can't. He can't rely necessarily on plans going through. He can't rush through things uh, if he's going to be successful with anything. But what's interesting in this is that Muhammad and Hassan have a very favorable connection with each other. And, And I'll talk about that more in a little bit. So on the outside, this is one of those situations where on the outside, they're really big enemies, right? Well, more so their families are really big enemies, and their countries (laughs) have had all this conflict for, oh, my gosh, ages and ages and ages, right? And they're always fighting. This is this fighting that's been going on forever and a day, it seems like. And yet behind closed doors, they're really great friends. You know, behind closed doors, they they really feel bad when they hurt one another. They really feel this this whole other piece there. And um, so so that's an interesting thing. And then we have Justin Pierre James Trudeau, who is our new ruler in Canada. And he's he's very interesting. You know, people say, well, is he really what he seems like? I mean, here's this guy, first day in office, he goes out, he's doing yoga in public out on the lawn and <laughs> You know, and, and a lot of Canadians seem to really like him. That's the response I get from all my Canadian friends is they, they really seem to like him. And he's a person that is actually genuinely union-focused in a lot of ways. Uh, he is a person that also has to have the spiritual developed in his life. Um, he's a person that tends to get hindrances and delays to plan. So how much he can actually put through an office, we'll have to see. Uh, but he operates from a stronger duty, a stronger purpose. He, he works by a call to action. Um, he will bring down decisions. He's good at decision makers, but uh, decision making, but he's not necessarily good at worldly success. He does have some hidden patterns in there that do give him success, that do give him help from superior uh, sources and, and, and allows him to be successful in what he does. But he also has one of these things, and I think this is what makes him very likable, is he has that hidden mole energy where he is very mutable. He can get along with opposing forces. He can get along with a lot of different people. And, you know, he's a person that can move products, that can move people again. He's a person that he can be successful in that sense uh, the world, you know, the world. Maybe not the material side so much, the money side so much, but definitely he can create successes in in movement or making some things happen. Um, He, too, uh, has a bit of this chaotic energy, though, that runs through his family name, uh, and that's the contradiction patterns, the opposition, the competition patterns. Uh, If somebody is in that type of a code pattern and they choose not to be in the competition, Uh, aspects, they may have to restart things a lot. They may have to redo things a lot. Uh, But, you know, they can also learn a lot from that and and shift their coding in that. Now, when his codes come all together, much like Vladimir Putin, we also see he doesn't necessarily live in the real world. So this may be another aspect. He genuinely, from what I see from his coding, could be that spiritual person in office. And yet, here again, I think he he lives a lot by that, like, okay, if I do the yoga and I do my spiritual practices every day, then God's going to take care of me, and I don't have to worry about anything. And then, you know, 
before he knows it, he's involved in the war, war and he's, you know, he doesn't get into action. He's late to get into action. <laughs> Let's put it that way. He's late to get into action uh, from things. And so, um, and, you know, what's really cool is he does just kind of walk to his own ground, and he, and he is, you know, really not too swayed by other people a whole lot. So he's more just interested in knowing how all these different people function and operate. Now, when we look at how these world leaders interact and when we do this, and again, any of this information, it's not about us getting psyched out. It's about us understanding so that when we are watching the news and we're seeing these different world leaders and we're seeing different things happen um, in the world, we can see, okay, if we start seeing so-and-so and so-and-so team up together, um, we know that that's a huge power source and we really need to pay attention to that and, and look at those components there. But on the other hand, it also, again, brings us back to this aspect that if we are developing our own spiritual self, if we are developing our own compassionate self and not getting wrapped up in these hidden agendas and not getting wrapped up in the drama and the presentation, then we can actually direct things, we actually become the power sources. And so that's the important thing is we just don't want to get wrapped up in those drama situations. Be aware of them so that you understand what's happening, so you understand, you know, what's safe and things like that, but don't get all wrapped up in that drama. Now, when we look at Obama, Obama has favorable connections with Tony Abbott, with Pope Francis, with Vladimir Putin, with Bashar al-Assad, and with Hassan Faridan, and with Justin Trudeau. So very interesting with that. That shows an alliance with our world leader in Australia, the Pope, with Russia, and with um, Canada, and with uh, Iran, and with... Syria. So there are a couple in there that I have concerns with. Obama's connection with the Pope, I have big concerns with. Um, I think that that's a very dark connection in there. Um, his connection with Vladimir uh, Putin, that, you know, it's a good thing probably that Obama's leaving office because one of the agendas that was one of the bigger world agendas that seems to not be going through at this point because I don't think Obama can install it before he gets out of office, and that was bringing in all the Russian troops and creating these prison camp situations, um, much like Hitler had. And that's, that would be a dangerous thing. We do know, though, that Obama was very active in bringing Russian troops over and training them here. So even though they sometimes have this appearance of outward conflict going on and not being on the same side, they're one of those that's doing a lot of handshaking behind closed doors in there. Um, we don't really see the aspects too much with Justin Trudeau. We don't see a lot of that going on. But here, you know, here again, it's just that the offering that Trudeau had offered us, um, depending on what happened. So there's a whole variety of, of pieces there. Now, we see unfavorable connections with Queen Elizabeth II and Fahd Masson of, um, of Iraq. 
So, you know, definitely an interesting dynamic there. And, and you might have remembered various times in the news when Obama was supposed to go and meet the queen, he blatantly did res- disrespectful things um, there. There was definite um, aspects there that, that was trying to show that power struggle in there. And, um, and when their two of their energy codes come together, what we see is that revolutionary energy. We see that conflict. We see that disturbance. And, uh, and that happens. So, you know, it's no wonder that we saw some of the things that we, we saw there. You know. And when we look at that situation, what's interesting, though, is that Queen Elizabeth has the upper hand. So once he tried a couple of little things, it was shown he wasn't going to get away with them. <laughs> we didn't see a whole lot after that in there. You know, it's kind of like, okay, I realize you're the bigger, stronger animal <laughs> in there um, with that. And if we look at the upper hand of things, um, Vladimir Putin, Pope Francis, and Tony Abbott all have greater control uh, in the situation. They would all be the prominent leader in that connection with Obama. Um, when we look at Bashar, Hassan, and Justin Trudeau, uh, we find that Obama is the stronger leader out of those. Then what is we move on to Tony Abbott from Australia, uh, what we see there is we see a favorable connection with Pope Francis, Fad uh, Masson, and Hassan Faradon. So we see him having favorable connections in both Iraq and Iran, and we see also that favorable connection with Pope Francis. Pope Francis. So that's very interesting in a sense of why would we want to know this? Because if these alliances exist, which I see through the codes, then if a war breaks out, it's not going to be as clear cut as this is where Australia has always said or this is where the U.S. has always been. They're going to go to some of these alliances. And even if they battle on the outside, they're going to do things to help protect these people at the same time. Um, the only concern connection I have there really is is Tony Abbott. Um, I see that as a concern factor there. I mean, as, as Pope Francis, Tony Abbott and Pope Francis. Um, however, it's not super powerful because the way their codes come together, about what happens is it allows them to, to gain assistance from, from higher people in higher places, stronger elite families, things like that. Um, he has an unfavorable connection with Vladimir Putin. So that, that's an interesting thing. Unfavorable connection with Bashar al-Assad, uh, unfavorable connection with Queen Elizabeth II, and unfavorable connection with Justin Trudeau. So that's kind of interesting uh, because he's quieter, kind of like Justin Trudeau is, but, you know, unfavorable connection there. Uh, if they come head-to-head in those unfavorable situations, Putin will come out over uh, ahead of Abbott, Tony Abbott. Uh, Bashar al-Assad and Queen Elizabeth II, it's their head-to-head. Um, it's an equal power play or an equal level of power. And then uh, he would have greater power over Justin Trudeau should they come head-to-head. When we look at Pope Francis, um, you know, beyond what we've already mentioned, Pope Francis also has a favorable connection with Bob 
Massam and Hassan Faradan. And um, so that's a that's something to keep in mind. You've got the Pope who actually has strong favorable connection flow with both Iraq and Iran. That's kind of a scary thought to me, actually, that, that that's a favorable connection. Um, that's one of those things that I see kind of as the hidden thing. You know, he might appear not to be involved, but I think he really is. Um, I think there really will be some connections or alliances where the Pope might use his alliances to help them out in situations. Uh, we do see unfavorable connections, though, between Vladimir Putin and the Pope, Bashar al-Assad and the Pope, Queen Elizabeth and the Pope, and Justin Trudeau and the Pope. And when we look at that, if it comes head-to-head, Vladimir Putin will come out on top, Bashar al-Assad and Queen Elizabeth, it will be equal in their power sources uh, there, and he would uh, definitely have power over Justin Trudeau. And when their energy comes together, if he does choose to do anything and not be favorable with Justin Trudeau, um, that adds another piece of revolutionary energy. And that's the very interesting thing with Justin Trudeau, you know, when we look at it, because he does have all this peaceful energy, but the way his codes interact with a lot of the other world leaders creates revolutionary energy. And a lot of the unfavorable contacts or unfavorable connections have a revolutionary energy pattern. So this is where, even if it's not blatant within the individual leader, that these patterns can start being fed. And, you know, so we've actually got a lot of players that with their dynamics, you know, are creating, and this is why we're seeing revolutions in countries right now. This is why people are rebelling, and this is why we've seen things in Iceland and Turkey and things like that where people said, no more, you know, let's, let's take a different path in things. Now we have Kim Jong-un from uh, North Korea, and this, this one bothers me a little bit because he is favorably coded with Vladimir Putin. And when you look at... Um, North Korea teaming up with Russia, you know, that's, and, and, and that's got some dark energy around it. It really does. It's not just a partnership and alliance. It's got a lot of dark energy around that connection. So, you know, we really don't want to do it. And when they come together, they, they create a magnetism that allows them to get basically anything that they want. He also has a favorable connection with Hassan Rouhani as well. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, he has an unfavorable connection with Bashar al-Assad of Syria and an unfavorable connection with Queen Elizabeth II, uh, unfavorable connection with Fatma Son, and unfavorable connection with Justin Trudeau. Um, he, um, he would not come out on top if he goes head-to-head with Bashar, he will not come out on top if he goes head-to-head with Queen Elizabeth II. Um, so, you know, he's pretty much, I would say, left him alone. And that's the thing. When you have an unfavorable connection and you can't come out on top, usually you just kind of part ways and leave some space between you. <laughs> it's usually the best thing. Uh, he does and is able to come out on top if he was to go head-to-head with Claude Massum or with Justin Trudeau. So 
um, very interesting dynamics that we're seeing in that pattern right there. And then as we keep going here, uh, Park Onhai from South Korea also has a favorable connection with Vladimir Putin. So here's an interesting piece where Putin could get both North and South Korea working for him and doing what he wants, um, even though North and, North and South Korea don't necessarily get along with each other. They're not unfavorable, but they're not necessarily favorable. So, <laughs> you know, here's that thing where, you know, half the time they might be on the opposite sides of the fence and half the time they might be on the same side of the fence. Well, if Vladimir Putin gets involved, they're going to be on the same side of the fence. And, um, you know, and that's, that's kind of a crazy situation. Uh, he doesn't have, a, other than Vladimir, he doesn't, uh, you know, really have a whole lot of favorable connections. Uh, but he does have several unfavorable connections, which include Bashar al-Assad, Queen Elizabeth II, Saad Massan, Hassan Rouhani, and Justin Trudeau. So, uh, you know, he he's not really on the winning side. And actually, even if he went face-to-face -face with Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau would come out on top. So <laughs> he doesn't... He, he really has to just keep his business with his, a lot of these people because he doesn't have very many people that he would be able to come out winning ahead of. Uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, he actually has very favorable connections or coding with um, Bashar al-Assad, Saad Massam, Hassan Rouhani, Justin Trudeau. Um, so he's got a lot of favorable connections with most of the world leaders. And since he is a key player, and I don't think anybody else has as many favorable connections as Vladimir Putin does in his code world. So that means Vladimir Putin is our key person to watch, what he's doing, what he's deciding, because he holds the greatest amount of power as a result of all of these favorable connections he has with the other world leaders. And that's huge. That's huge for us to keep in mind. That's what's allowed him to be able to get away along with his other stuff. So if there was a turning point or a key person involved, for example, in a world revolution, it would probably be Vladimir Putin. Isn't that ironic? Because, you know, we talked about those other nicer sides that, it, you know, his inner turbulence could be out in the outer world for revolution because of all of these connections. And so he's really holding the cards, knowing that he's on top when it comes code to code, when it comes power source to power source, he's on top. So he's pretty much running the game right now and things. Now, unfavorably, he is unfavorably connected with Queen Elizabeth II. And he also still holds the power source in that dynamic. So he is one person that even Queen Elizabeth would not come out on top with. Kind of a scary thought to think about there. Um, so definitely he's the, he's the person to pay attention to what he's doing. A lot of these other people could be distractions, and because of this connection, he could say, hey, you know, Trudeau, go do this, and hey, you know, Fod, go do this, and Bashar, go do that, and, you know, um, Park, go do that. You know, and he could have all these little red flags and false flag stuff going off all over the place. And the meanwhile, he's creating some bigger scheme going on. So 
So he's he's kind of like, you know, the one that you're not always thinking about, but he, he definitely holds it. Now, Bashar al-Assad, in addition to who we've mentioned before, actually has a favorable connection with Queen Elizabeth II, as well as Hassan Rouhani. And uh, uh, he's unfavorably coded with Justin Trudeau. So uh, Justin Trudeau, again, actually has the upper hand in that situation. So I don't see a lot of connection or communication that would happen between them, even though there's an unfavorable coding pattern there. Um, Queen Elizabeth II is favorably coded with Hassan Rouhani as well. So Hassan Rouhani is actually favorably coded with a lot of people as well. So that makes him another big power source. That means, uh, you know, that and, and because he is able to operate on his own accord, that gives him a lot of strength in the world as well in things, um, which is pretty, pretty huge. Uh, but he doesn't have quite as much as Putin. So that's, that's a big piece there um, in that. And Queen Elizabeth is unfavorably coded with Fahd Hassan. Now, when we look at Fahd Hassan, he's favorably coded with Hassan Rouhani. And again, that's that relationship where with the two of them, what's normally this outer world opposing thing, they actually have a very strong favorable connection. And when the two of them actually come together, they can create some really, really favorable energy, and they really can carry out their plans. So we have to be careful of them because they could send a lot of distractions out in the world but then have some other total partnership going on there and some other thing that they're creating success that they're actually creating success on while you're off busy with this other distraction. Right? So we have to be very careful about that in there. Um, no real unfavorably coded aspects there, uh, other than what we've already mentioned. Um, and then Hassan Rouhani, uh, what we uh, see there is he's got an unfavorable connection with uh, Justin Trudeau, but uh, Justin Trudeau would come out with the upper hand on things. So you know, these are all huge things. Um, you know, again, we want to pay most attention to that Obama and Pope Francis connection, the Obama-Putin connection, but we really want to pay attention to what Putin is up to. We really want to pay attention to what Bashar al-Assad is up to, and we really want to pay attention to uh, the hidden interaction between Saad and Hassan uh, in there. So some really big things we also want to pay big attention to the alliances between Korea, North Korea, South Korea, and Russia in there um, because of that world leader dynamic. Um, so uh, these are some pretty huge pieces that we're talking about here today. And again, we don't want to get wrapped up. It's so easy for us to say, oh, my God, these four people in these different countries, you know, oh, my gosh, look at this horrible thing that happened in Paris or in Russia. And, of course, ISIS is trying to take credit for it all. And I can't 100% say that ISIS is behind it. I haven't had the chance to totally research it. But I really feel like ISIS is such the perfect distraction for some of these other world leader connections that are going on. And um, 
you know, ISIS is just such a great catalyst for them so that we don't really know what they're up to uh, a lot of times. So I'm not sure that ISIS is that. I really feel like ISIS is more of that attention-seeking group that wants to take credit for everything. <laughs> and maybe they're not doing as much as we think. You know, it's probably really more connected between our world leaders and things and, and those dynamics of things uh, in there. So when we have these things that come up, because these dynamics are going to go on, there's going to be alliances, there's going to be conflict between world leaders, uh, we're going to see these pros and these cons uh, happening along the way. And again, we will have another you know, big shift here coming because we'll have both the shift from uh, when the power shifts in the royal throne in the UK, and we'll have the shift here in the US coming up later this year which will change some of these dynamics around. But what we want to do is we want to stop and offer compassion up to everybody in the world that are experiencing these circumstances, not get wrapped up in the pity and the sorrow and, oh, my God, you poor people, because we don't want to place them in more of a victim position. You know, when we, when we say, oh, my God, I'll, I'll pray for you, on one hand, it's, it's a great thought and a great gesture, because of the intention behind it. But when we do that, we also are oftentimes placing those people in a position of weakness and victimness. And what we really want to do is to help them remember the light and divine energy so that as these situations code out, because there were both higher purposes involved when we look at Paris, France, and also in Brussels, uh, because they were both coded in ways that give us opportunity to bring compassion in the world. Now, our elite is thinking that we will not have compassion, but that we will only have hate in our hearts for groups like ISIS. So what I want to do is take just a moment here and just focus on the namaste aspect. Focus on, I see the light in you for all those people that have been through things and that continue to be wrapped up in what these world leaders are doing and to help them remember there is light in this situation. This is our opportunity for compassion. So take a deep breath. And just let your thoughts go towards that part of the world and let your heart open up, not in pity, not in seeing them as a victim, but in seeing them and reminding them and say, I've come here to give you a piece of light to remind you that spirit is here for you and that you are stronger than this situation, that you will hold love in your heart because every time we have these situations, there are opportunity to love and forgive, not hate, but love and forgive because there are so many pieces working themselves out and it is in that love and forgiveness that we will end up stopping things like a world revolution. So just send that compassion out to them. Carry a light. Offer them a light. They want you to remember this. I give you this light to remember the light within you. To know that the people that do these things are in so much pain and so much confusion. 
and we ask that they can find the light as well. And keep breath. Let us shower down that compassion over these different parts of the world and let our hearts be in that space of that. And as wise souls, wise people on the face of this earth, we ask that the light be found within. And when we say namaste, even to those that we don't necessarily want to like because we don't like what they're doing, when we say namaste, spirit connection happens. And it helps them to connect with spirit, which helps them get out of the darkness and the confusion and the challenges. And it helps them to lay down their weapons. Compassion is the most powerful weapon we have in the world. Love from our heart is our most powerful protection we have. And the more fully we step into that, the more we will see that in the world. And that's all we have to do is each individual person is choose to step in to that love and that compassion. We don't need to know what somebody else's circumstances is, what their childhood was like, what past life karma they're trying to work out. But what's important is that we remind them of the light within them. And we focus on saying, I love the light that is within you because that is nothing divine connection. That is nothing but connection with spirit. And it is the light within them that we love because that's the same light that's within us. Not the outward garbage and drama and things that we see. But when we say namaste, when we tune into that light, spirit's light, now we have a game changer. Now we have something that nobody owns, that nobody controls, that nobody is in total power. Power is an illusion. Competition has nothing to do with the divine. It's not spirit's way and it's not my choice, my way. We all have to choose our own. But we are not here to compete with one another. I hope you'll keep that in mind among the drama, among what seems like great trauma in the world. And the reality of it is, is the more of us that live in compassion, the less of these traumas we're going to experience. It won't take a big, giant, bombing or trauma situation in the world to get us to be compassionate. That's something we should be living every single day of our lives. We've been through a lot today. We've looked at a lot of different components in relation to code work. 
and it's been a pretty intense show with what we've been talking about. So I'm going to give you a little break <laughs> because I know I've done code shows like three weeks in a row, and it's been fun, and I love doing these shows, and I love sharing with you the truth of people and things in the world, and I have a whole lot more I'm going to be sharing with you along the way. But next week, we're going to go into something a little bit lighter that's going to be really, really wonderful. I'm going to have Will Reed Orlow on, and he's going to be talking about balance, recovery, healing, and a type of healing technique that he's working with to help people. And a very heart-centered approach, um, very powerful approach, and he's really somebody amazing. I think you're going to enjoy hearing what he has to say and what he has to share with us. And in the meantime, my books are out there. Uh, Embraced by the Divine continues to hit bestseller internationally in multiple countries. Um, it's really a record what's going on there. It's really a blast to see these successes coming up. You can find out more about Embraced by the Divine at embracedbythedivine.com. Um, I am going to be seeing, I'm actually checking into doing possibly an event in Long Beach, California. I'm waiting to hear back on that right now at an art gallery there. Um, I will let you know as I know with that. Uh, I know I've been slow to put up events this year because I'm really putting a lot of things in place to create some very powerful events coming up in 2017, which will include, for example, a six- or seven-day retreat. And it will be all about delving into your codes, all about how to work with the 52 patterns of codes um, and, and how those play out in our world and our lives. And uh, I'll also be looking at doing some one-day events as well, which will focus on individual areas that we can look at and codes. And that's going to be fun. We'll be playing with gemstones and crystals and We'll be looking at uh, new ways to do astrology, and we'll be looking at new ways to do feng shui and, and uh, health and nutrition and how to uh, look at foods that are coded for you and all kinds of wonderful, wonderful things. So um, lots to, to watch out for there. And I also um, you know, want to remind you, um, there's so many different ways to connect with me that you can... Uh, I'll be getting a video, a new video to put out within the next couple of days here, so that will be going up on my website as well. Um, my March special deal, you can still take advantage of that right now, get a code interpretation work done, and receive a free copy of my ebook uh, version of Activating Compassion and Activating Compassion the Workbook. So that's really fun. You can do that right now. Um, and, and the prices will be going up on code interpretation, by the way. I don't know exactly when, but they will be going up. So um, you definitely want to take advantage of it while you can at the rate it's at. And all of that can be checked out on my website, jessianniclesgeorge1.com. Don't forget that we do have several shows happening here on Main Street Universe. And Mary Thalen is back with the network doing a periodic show with us. We have Susan Weed on Tuesday nights doing work in herbs and natural plants, and that's really exciting. Um, they're still running the flagship show off and on, as uh, Daniel can do it and Janice can do it. Um, uh, Darren Bouquet from New Orleans, Madame Laveau in New Orleans, uh, is doing a show from time to time, looking at that. Uh, so all of those different things are happening. Kevin Baird pops in once in a while. You can follow us here on the Main Street Universe Network. 
This is Jesse Ann Nichols-Georgian. I want to thank you so much for being here today. And again, thank you to all of our listeners, not only through Blog Talk Radio, but also those that are streaming live on Penn Minutes, Parent Counters Network, Stream Finder, and Talk Stream Live, and those catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show as well. I do look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. And don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archives. And I am going to leave you today with the song Yearning For, also known as Over and Over. It's by Shemshai, and they were also the group that was on at the very beginning of the show, by the way. And you can check out all of uh, Shemshai's work at uh, www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind, I would soar to the edge of my mind. And to touch what seems unreal, just to show you the way that I feel. And we are in time with time, one with of change inside, and we are in tune with the tune, caught in a balance of sun and moon. Oh, deep inside, the light within, shining to show you it's here to begin, when all I
Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.